Hello, hello, hello. How are you? <laughs> oh my goodness, I have got such a busy, busy, busy day today. Um, I'm at work all day and I'm there already reading you a story from the hospital um, where I work because um, I've had to come in early because I'm so busy today. But never mind because we're still going to have a uh, story so don't you worry about that I'm not too busy for that <laughs> and for anyone that's interested my little girl got on absolutely fine in her new class yesterday um she came home very very happy so um I'm hoping that that continues <laughs> thank you for asking so <clears throat> excuse me I have got the weirdest fun fact ever um, for you today. And it is that you all know McDonald's. McDonald's that makes burgers and um, milkshakes and um, all, all sorts of things. Chicken nuggets. Um, well, they made a while back... In an attempt to get children to eat healthier rather than the burgers and the chicken nuggets, they made, wait for it, drum roll please, do 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 do, they made bubblegum flavoured broccoli. <laughs> oh my goodness, bubblegum flavoured broccoli. What do you think of that? you think you'd like it well they got kids to test it <clears throat> and they did not like it because it confused them <laughs> it confused their little taste buds they weren't sure what on earth they were eating whether it was bubblegum or broccoli or what so they didn't keep hold of it <laughs> i'm not surprised can you imagine bubblegum flavoured broccoli well I'm quite glad that they didn't they don't still do it <laughs> not that we use McDonald's very often but you know um I can't imagine anything Ugh, sounds disgusting I quite like broccoli so that is the fun fact of the day and what do you think of that think it was a funny one <laughs> so how are we all are we all good I really hope so I as I said I'm very busy today um tomorrow I am not at work but still busy because I've got things to do around the house plus going to the library and reading the story there Oh my goodness me, when do I ever get a chance to sit down? <laughs> right, <clears throat> you have all come for a story, so I will read one. How about chapter five of the Magic Faraway Tree? Because then, obviously, we found out yesterday that there was a spell, um to turn joe the back the right way up which worked so let's find out what happens next 
So chapter five is called Saucepan Makes a Muddle. Oh dear, I wonder what he does. So Joe, Silky and Moonface were very pleased that Joe was the right way up again. Oh, it feels funny, said Joe. I feel quite giddy the right way up after standing upside down for so long. Thank you, witch. How much is the spell? One piece of gold, said the witch. Moonface put his hand into his money bag. He brought out a piece of gold. The witch threw it into the fire and at once bright golden smoke came out. She took up her knitting needles and began to knit the yellow smoke into the socks she was making. I wanted a yellow pattern, she said, pleased. Your piece of gold came just at the right moment. Gosh, this is a very magic land, isn't it, said Joe, as the three of them walked out of the extraordinary shop. <clears throat> Fancy knitting socks out of smoke. Oh, don't let's go home yet, Moonface. I want to see a few more things. All right, said Moonface, who wanted to explore a bit too. Come on, hey, look at the gnome who is selling a spell to make cats sing. Somebody has brought a cat to him. I wonder if the spell will really work. A witch's assistant had brought along a big black cat. He handed the gnome two silver pieces of money. The gnome took the cat on his knee. He opened his mouth and looked down it. Then he took a silver whistle and blew a tune softly down the cat's pink throat. The cat swallowed once or twice and then jumped off the gnome's knee. Will it sing now? asked the witch's assistant. I won't go back to my witch unless it does. It will sing whenever you stroke it, said the gnome, turning to another customer. The witch's assistant went off with a cat following behind. Joe took hold of Moonface's arm and whispered to him, I'm going to stroke the cat. I do want to hear if it will really sing. <clears throat> Moonface and Silky wanted to as well. They giggled to see Joe running softly after the big black cat. He caught up with it. He gently stroked it. And then, oh, what a peculiar thing. The cat stopped, lifted up its head and sang in a very deep man's voice. Oh, once my whiskers grew so long, I had to have a shave. The barber said it's not the way for whiskers to behave. If you're not careful, my dear cat, they'll grow into a beard, and then a billy goat you'll be, or something very weird. Oh, once my tail became so short, it hadn't got a wag. The baker said, but whatever the baker said about the cat's short tail, nobody ever knew. The witch's assistant turned round in surprise, when he heard the cat singing, because he knew that he hadn't stroked it. He saw Joe and the others grinning away nearby, and he was very angry.
angry. How dare you use up the cat singing, he cried. You wait till I tell the witch. She'll be after you and you won't sing if she catches you. Quick, run, said Moonface. If he does fetch the witch, we'll get into trouble. So they ran away fast and were soon out of sight of the cat and the assistant. They sank down under a tree, laughing. Oh dear, that cat did sing a funny song, said Joe, wiping his eyes. And what a lovely deep voice it had. Do you think its whiskers really did grow very long? Just then, the three of them heard a loud noise coming along. Clankety, clank, rattle, bang, crash. The saucepan man, they all cried. He's come up here too. And sure enough, it was old saucepan grinning all over his face. He had so many kettles and saucepans on that day that nothing could be seen of him except his face and his feet. Hello, hello, he said. I guessed you were up here. Been having fun? Yes, said Joe. I'm all right again. Look. Oh, it's so nice to walk the proper way up again. And, oh, Saucepan, we've just heard a cat sing. Saucepan actually heard what Joe said for once, but he couldn't believe that he had heard right. So he put his hand behind his ear and said, what did you say? I thought you said you'd heard a cat sing, but I heard wrong, I know. No, you heard right, said Moonface. We did hear a cat sing. Let's go and explore a bit more, said Joe. So they got up and went off. A witch was selling a spell to make ordinary broomsticks fly through the air. The four of them watched in amazement as they saw her rubbing a pink ointment onto a broom handle belonging to an elf. Now get on it, say whiz away, and you can fly home, said the witch. The elf sat astride the broomstick, a smile on her pretty face. Whiz away, she said, and off whizzed the broomstick up into the air with the elf clinging tightly to it. I'd like to buy that spell, said Joe. I wonder how much it is. The witch heard him. Three silver pieces, she said. Joe hadn't even got one. But Moonface had. He took them out of his money bag and gave them to the witch. Where's your broomstick, she said. Well, we haven't got one with us, said Joe. But can't you give us the ointment instead, please? Well, I'll give you just a little, said the witch. She took a tiny pink jar and put a dab of the pink ointment into it. Joe took it and put it into his pocket. Now, maybe his mother's broomstick would learn to fly. At the next stall, a goblin was selling a spell to make things big. The spell was in big cans and looked like paint. Just think what a useful spell this air is, yelled the goblin to the passers-by. Have you got visitors coming to dinner and only a small cake to offer them? A dab of this spell and the cake swells to twice its size. Have you got a suit you've grown out of? A dab of this spell and it will grow to the right size. 
Marvellous, wonderful, amazing and astonishing. Bye, bye, bye. While you've got the chance. Saucepan heard all that the goblin said as he was shouting at the top of his voice. He began to look in all his kettles and saucepans. What do you want? asked Joe. My money, said the saucepan man. I always keep it in one of my kettles or saucepans, but I never remember which one. I simply must buy that spell. Think how useful it could be to me. Sometimes when I go round selling my goods, a customer will say to me, Oh, you haven't got a big enough kettle. But now I shall be able to make my kettles just as big as I like. And we can dab the pop cakes with a spell too and make them twice as big. He found his money at last and paid it to the goblin who handed him a can of the spell. Saucepan was very pleased. <gasps> he longed to try it out on something. He took the brush and dabbed a daisy nearby with the spell. The daisy at once grew to twice its size. Then Saucepan dabbed a bumblebee that grew enormous. It buzzed around Moonface and he waved it away. Saucepan, don't do any more bees, he begged. I expect their stings are twice as big too. Look, let's go to that store over there and buy some treats. It would be fun to make them twice as big. They hurried to the shop, but on the way a dreadful thing happened. Saucepan fell over one of his kettles and upset the can which had the spell in it. It splashed up and drops of it fell onto Moonface, Silky and Joe. And the old saucepan man too. And in a moment, they all shot up to twice their size. Silky grew to three times her size because more drops fell on her. <gasps> they stared at one another. How small the land of spells suddenly seemed. How little the witches and goblins looked. And how tiny the shops were. Oh, saucepan, you really are careless, cried Moonface angrily. Look what you've done to us. Now what are we to do? Silky clutched hold of Moonface's arm. <gasps> Moonface, she said. Oh, Moonface, do you think we're too big to go down the hole through the cloud? Moonface turned pale. We'd better go and see, he said. Come on, everybody. Frightened and silent, all four of them hurried to where the hole led down to the faraway tree. How little it seemed to the four big people now. Moonface tried to get down. He stuck. He couldn't slip down at all. It's no use, he said. We're too big to go down. Whatever shall we do? Oh, no. Oh, my. Imagine being three times your size. Oh, that would not be very good. 
If I was three times my size, I would hit the ceiling. Well, I'd go through the ceiling, I think. Oh, dear me. So, would not want to be three times my size. <laughs> but they're in the land of spells, so they're in the right place, aren't they? To kind of get something done about it. But will they be able to find a spell or will they be too big? To find a spell? These are the questions that are facing them. <laughs> Any old how? Um, I am going to go because I've got to go to work. I've got to get some work done. So I hope you have a, the most wonderful day. And think about bubblegum flavoured broccoli. Think about whether you'd like it or not. <laughs> So, I will see you all again, same time, same place tomorrow. But in the meantime, you have a lovely, lovely day. Take care and most importantly, stay safe, okay? And I will see you soon. Bye for now.